Alive from New York. It's the show that just got engaged. Hey, congratulations, show. Okay, it's Hobbs. Hobbs got engaged. Oh, you're just going to announce to the world? No, we, they, nobody knew. His family didn't know yet. Is that true? No, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. Cowboys <laughs> need a you blowout win tonight. So no, bad. No. I think it's a nice way to learn. <laughs> On America's most beloved 3 o'clock show, uh, do the Cowboys need a blowout win tonight? Meanwhile, AFC title still up for grabs as Allen and Burrow face off. For who? For AFC quarterback supremacy. Which quarterback has the edge in Cincinnati? And finally, career high for Zion. But D'Angelo Russell did not like it. He did not like it one bit. He said, you're out here playing football. I'm trying to play basketball. Wrong sport, Zion. I'm Kevin Wilds. This is Super Bowl champion Greg Jennings. Nick, do you have an issue with my favorite player? Not D'Angelo Russell, Zion. No, I had no issue with Zion whatsoever. Not enough rebounds for I'd like to hear what Swaggy P has to say about what D'Angelo Russell had to say about Zion. Oh, that's a long story. Okay, well, well, maybe we'll get to him. Swaggy P, you can call in. We got 90 minutes. We don't have a phone number. (laughs) (laughs) We start with... LeBron's latest loss. LeBron had a home away from homecoming last night in Miami. Tell me if you've heard this one before, Greg. He played great. The rest of the team tried very hard. Lakers lose. Here's LeBron after the game. As long as my mind stays in it, um, I, I can play at this level for for a minute. Um, now, you know, it's up to my mind. It's not my body. It's going to be okay because if my mind into it, my, my, I would make sure my body's taken care of and I'll continue to put in the work. I'm a, I'm a winner and I want to win. And, um, you know, I want to win and, and give myself a chance to, to, to win and still compete for championships. Um, that has always been my, my passion, has always been my goal since I entered the league at an 18 year old kid out of Akron, Ohio. And I know it takes steps to get there. Once you get there and you know how to get there, um, playing basketball at this level just to be playing basketball is not it's not in my DNA. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. said it once, I'll say it a thousand times. Great shirts. <laughs> he has an amazing shirt collection. He really does. Uh, your reaction? It, so there's a lot there. It started with Dave McMenamin saying that a teammate of LeBron's told him that he was that LeBron said he was going to play until he was 45, and that there would be another seven years. And while I don't think that's realistic, Mm -hmm. I also think that we should take a moment and realize what LeBron's doing right now is not realistic either, but we're seeing it every night. That only 10 guys have ever made it to year 20. Only four of them in year 20 averaged 10 points a game. Kareem averaged 10. Dirk averaged 12. Kobe was the high watermark. He averaged 17. He also shot 35% while averaging that 17. LeBron, meanwhile, is right now one of nine guys in the league, giving you 25-5-5. You want to make it 26-6-6? It's LeBron, Steph Curry, Luka, Ja, and Pascal Siakam. Shout out to Pascal Siakam for being on that list. But it's the best players in the league, and Pascal Siakam was a nice player. And year 20, LeBron James. And yet, once again, LeBron finds himself in a position, as he has found himself more than any other all-time great player ever, that somehow his team cannot even hold on for dear life when he goes and gets his little bit of rest each night. These last nine games, can we show you with the Lakers? Is there three and six in the last nine? But what? So LeBron's giving you 32-7-7 and on 57%. Pretty good. The most notable is, though, those bottom two numbers. Mm-hmm. When he's on the court, they win. When he's off the court, in, which in a third of the minutes that he's on the court, they waste all of the good work that he did. We saw this in Cleveland his first time around. Yep. We saw it in Cleveland his first year back and his last year there. The first year when he did have Kyrie, they couldn't survive without him. And his last year when Kyrie was gone, they couldn't survive without him. We saw it his first year with the Lakers. And now we're seeing it again. And I think, Greg, the only reason LeBron is not as frustrated as some of people that enjoy watching him play are, myself and others, is because LeBron does believe, yeah, okay, they've wasted this year of mine. Luckily, I've got five left. I think, but just real quick, 
I think LeBron truly believes he can stay at this level for another three or four years, which is impossible to imagine considering he turns 38 tomorrow and this is year 20, but it was impossible for him to be this good in year 20, and yet he is. Well, LeBron has a tremendous amount of self-awareness. And one of the things that he mentioned is if my mind is in it, then I can keep my body prepared. Why that is so important is because the first thing to start to go outside of injury, what would make a player think about shutting it down is losing consistently. You think? Constantly. Not being in an environment where they have an opportunity to win. Think about Tom Brady. Like, he retired. The Bucs, he knew that the Bucs weren't going to be able to win. Mm -hmm. He wanted out, trying to get to Miami, doing whatever. Yep. Like LeBron James, right? He did not believe that this team was going to be this bad with acquiring Anthony Davis. And it turns out this way. When I was in Miami, and I don't talk about these years. No. no. Rarely. I had... Physically, I could still play. Mentally, I was done because we lost. It out of anything, the fastest thing to get you to retirement outside of an injury is your lack of desire to want to keep playing. Because of mentally, because, because you don't want to go the extra mile in training. Like I remember when we talked to uh, when Brandon. It's was all on for not. He was like, you know what like, gets you out of the league too? It's like eating broccoli all the time. It's like if you're winning, sure. But if you're losing, you start to it starts to drain your motivation. It, I guess to do a little bit extra. Absolutely, mentally you start to check out or find reasons or lean into reasons why. I, you know what? I'm not doing it. It's not worth it. We're not going to win anyway. Like if LeBron took that approach, we would we would, we already criticize him. We would completely obliterate him. Yep. But he's never taken that approach. He tries to play every single night. He takes more time ah, off. He takes. Ah. He's he's about to be thirty-eight. Well, he doesn't play every single night. He's about to be thirty-eight years old on Friday. Like, well, give him a break there. Uh, well, I'm just uh, yeah, but he's just not playing every single well, night. Well, That's let me all. ask: Who are the best old guys in the league? He's LeBron. a good old guy. I'm not. No, I'm no, not no, 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 no. That's that's not time. my question. That's not my point. But LeBron's going to be thirty-eight tomorrow. The next best old guys are both thirty-four. Katie and Steph. I don't even consider them that old. Okay, but they are the next but oldest they, guys yeah. in the league. That, as far as is Kevin Willis still in the league? Oh, no, Kevin Willis not still in the league. He is one of the guys that made to year 20, though. Good pull by <laughs> you. Uh, so here's the thing. As far as impact excellent players that are older than 33, it's Katie, Steph, and Braun. That's your list. LeBron plays more than those guys. We don't think about it that way. Since he's been a Laker, LeBron has played more games than Steph or Katie. Now, I know what you're saying. Unfair. Katie missed a year due to injury, and Steph missed a year due to injury. Okay. Over the last three years, when not, none of those guys have missed a full year due to injury, here's the numbers. LeBron plays more than Durant. He's behind Steph, but where's Steph right now? Heard again. Out with injury. Yeah. And so this is another one of the things we do with LeBron that I find to be incredibly unfair. Because for 15 years, yes. he was never injured. Yep. Now... That he is injured about as often as Kevin Durant and about as often as Steph Curry, by the way, has not missed a full season the way both of those guys have in the last few years. We act like he is the most injured, injury-prone guy. Is that, that age is, oh, clearly father time is lapping him now. We, when we look at the Jokic, Giannis, Luka deserve a ton of credit because they're always out there. Mm -hmm. They're also in their mid-20s, and they're supposed to be, right? The older guys, Kawhi, we never well, know Kawhi when he's going to play. Yeah. Anthony Davis, who's kind of middle-aged basketball-wise, obviously a huge injury question. Paul George, middle-aged basketball-wise, mm -hmm. injury questions. James Harden, all of a sudden, last year we saw it for the first time, or the last couple of years, injury questions. So LeBron is an outlier in that he is still playing at this level. He's not an outlier that he's in his 30s and he doesn't play every night. All right, so let me show you the worst records this season because LeBron This was a good tweet by you. Which one was it? About every everybody worse than the Lakers is trying to tank. Well, it's weird because LeBron wants to play for a championship, but the actual peers in the league are on Wembenyama watch. Yeah. It's like if you uh, go to a restaurant and you're like, sorry, we don't have Pepsi. Is, is uh, Castrol motor oil okay? <laughs> it's like, no, I was expecting something totally different. We're trying to compete for a championship. You guys are on Wembenyama watch. So what do you want to do? I think us like being like, Rob Palenka, make the trade. It's just not happening. So I think what LeBron is talking about, if he's not willing to play just for playing anymore, 
Are you putting him leaving the Lakers on the board? We tried to do the math of when he could get out. Okay, well, he it is it is illegal by the CBA bylaws for him to leave before this offseason. He cannot be traded. There's not a no trade clause to waive clause to waive. He cannot be traded this year. So if he's playing basketball this year, it's for the Lakers. Yeah, but after, I believe that he is going to play next year for the Lakers as well. Okay, then we can't and have any more press conferences. What do you mean he? Because the Lakers aren't doing anything. But hold the on, Lakers what, are but what as good as say, the Magic. Hold on, but what did? Hold on, real quick. What did he say there that was at all controversial or negative? Do you want him to say, "I'm not trying to win"? No, he is trying to win. Okay. But it would be like if Paulo Boncaro is like, "I'm trying to compete for championships." Like, whoa, no. we are on vastly different paths right now. No, but that, but it is LeBron's job. To show up to work every night He's doing great. and, and, and uh, be great. Yeah. Like, it is the team's job thank you. to not have but when they're Kendrick Nunn be your big offseason. You've got to make a move. Bob Polinka is okay. not going to do okay, it. Okay, so maybe this offseason he will, Greg. I don't think he will. I think he's going to wait until the player option, opt out, and then try to team up with his son. That's what I think he's going to do. Maybe he'll force a trade. I think LeBron takes pride in the fact, never asked out, never been traded, fulfilled every contract. I think he likes that part of his legacy, and I think that's an important thing for him. But the idea, if people last year, Greg, wanted to put the Lakers stinking because Russ didn't fit on LeBron, I thought that was somewhat unfair, but he obviously owned part of it. Mm Mm-hmm. Russ still being on the team and the team still having no shooting when they've had a year to try to fix things, mm-hmm. that's on the front office. And the front office is too busy I get planning Jay Moore's wedding. I don't know what they're doing, but I do know that they, right now they're, they're, not, they're not a competitive team, even though they're one of the best players yeah. in the league. 14 and 21 this year, 17 and 18 over 35 games last year. So worse this worse, year. Yeah, worse this not year. Not great. Uh, the team that has the Lakers picked this year, the Frisky Pelicans, got a career night from Zion, 43 points, including the last 14 to down the Wolves. D'Angelo Russell. Didn't like Zion running through Jaden McDaniels here. Take a listen. Yeah, I mean, he just ran through my guy, took the ball. He's playing football. We playing basketball. We can't touch him or guard him, so good for him. <laughs> Greg, you're, you live in Minnesota. You're a big Wolves fan. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to pin that on you. You're actually Yeah, not. you are. Do you, have any, do you have any issue with D'Angelo? I do. Like, you sound like a, a kid that just can't. Oh, he's bigger than us, man. Mom, can somebody else come and play? Like, this exactly is who Zion right. is. Like, he's 6'6", 280 plus, 22 years old. Lean into who you are. He's a physical player. And when you're playing aggressive and you're going for a loose ball or playing the passing lanes, you're being aggressive. So naturally, right now, if I physically hit you and you weren't anticipating me well, running into me, running into you, you would move a little bit more than I would move. I don't know. This is Zion. <laughs> this is how he plays. Yeah, and, and like, also, you know who D'Lo, first of all, this is a, I want to, I'm not calling D'Angelo Russell a loser, but this is loser commentary. The whole, oh, he's too big and strong. This is professional sports. <laughs> it's not good. Give me a break. You know who you should be mad at? Can we show Zion's shot chart from last night? Because, oh, man, this guy was in his bag. Has he Jimbo's galore? Nope, all at the rim. You know, you, you know what the Timberwolves should try to do? You know what they, should, they should try to get like a real rim protector. Like, that think Rudy Gobert could be available? They should well, go after that. Picks, that could be the that could be the missing. That is so mortifying. That is- Rudy Gobert is there for what? You had one job, Rudy, and it's not to give stupid quotes to the New York Times puff piece profile. It's to stop guys at the rim. They did a profile on Rudy Gobert. He's like, really? GMs understand my value, even if you know guys who play against me don't, because they're <laughs> dunking on me too often. That's first of all. Second of all, I think Zion right now is wildly underrated. Yeah. So, he's, for his career, Wilds, 26 a game on 60%. 26 a game on 60%. Pretty good. NBA history, guys to be 25 a game on 52%. So, drop his by 8%. Zion Williamson, Wilt Chamberlain, that's your list. Wow. So, if his field goal percentage drops 8 points, it's still just him and Wilt. And, by the way, his field goal percentage is actually a little better than that because he takes a few threes, and that, that hurts it. He is Shaq's career 
field goal percentage is 58. Wilt was 54. Zion's above 60. I think it is under, they have the number one seed in the West, and he is as, as far as unstoppable at getting to his spot and scoring, right now doing it as efficiently as anyone in the history of the league. Pretty good. Yeah. Can I show you a stat about we have to figure out if, like, are we, is Zion not getting enough whistles or are we getting too many whistles? Sure. Here's most fouls drawn. Giannis, number one. Embiid, there's Zion way down here, less than SGA. So I think the narrative is actually D'Angelo Russell has it backwards. Yeah. He also, probably doesn't can can get we enough. show Wilds full screen again? Sure. I don't know if we can. Yeah. Uh, is that a Siakam shout out? No. Uh, there's a name missing. Seems like guy in year 20 that lives in the rim, you know, should maybe get some calls. I don't know. They should be I, maybe LeBron right. should get okay. some calls. Get I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Okay. Listen, I, just, I remember watching Michael three. Jordan, and if you breathed on him on his little pull-up jump shot, he went to the line. LeBron hasn't been able to get to the line in three years. Okay. Maybe, maybe well, they is he settling in for jumpers, or is he attacking the rim? Oh, he's attacking the rim, buddy. Check paint points per game the last two years, buddy. He's top five. I'm not going to. Okay. <laughs> uh, is there a chance the Cowboys get upset? A little trap game next. First things first. 26 in the league in foul uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not, not going to, like. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Cowboys, favored by 14 in Tennessee tonight. No Tannehill, no Derrick Henry. No real stakes for Tennessee since they need to beat Jacksonville yeah. next week. Yeah, right. Well, so this should be a cakewalk for the Cowboys. Uh-huh. Nick? Yeah. A win is not enough in your book. No, they got to cross you, the you top. like gaudy stats. No, not always. It, it, it depends on the circumstance. I But tonight I need the Cowboys to annihilate this team. What's an annihilation look like? Cover, cover the 14. To cover the 14, beat them by That's, yeah, beat them by two plus scores to me, and, and have the game never be in doubt. The real thing is, if you're watching the game, does it feel like the Cowboys have firm control the entire time? I here's listen. Josh Dobbs is starting for the Tennessee Titans. I met Josh Dobbs, a little rookie event, right when he was drafted. Walked over, handed me his business card, said Josh Dobbs, quarterback. That's a true story. That's good. I like him a lot. He has not been good though. He has 17 career attempts. And those 17 attempts are going for 45 career yards. He was drafted four years ago. So he's starting today. And Dallas, if there was ever a spot where you can get your defense rolling back the way it was six weeks ago, where Micah Parsons can get back. He's not going to win defensive player of the year. Nicky Bosa is going to win it. But he can get back at least statistically on par with Nicky Bosa. This is that, that game. And where Dak can play a clean game. This is that game. Everybody who has any Nick Cutter bruise for Tennessee is going to sit because their season does come down to Week 18. Dallas, on the other hand, is in a weird spot because if they win tonight, there is odd pressure on Philadelphia to wrap up the division, wrap up the one seed by winning this weekend against New Orleans. Because Philly's going to know that Dallas has won, assuming Dallas takes care of business, and they're not going to want it to come down to week 18 when they have been looking like a lock one seed for the last two months. So I, this is a spot where I think Dallas should dominate, and if they win by three, if they do what my Chiefs did, and this team to, you know, it keeps it close, takes them to overtime, that to me would be wildly disappointing for the Cowboys, given the health and the status of the Titans. Mm. So they have to put them away early, period. Play a clean game if you're Dak Prescott on offense. I don't want to see any turnovers. Let's 
continue doing what we've been doing offensively, which is throwing the ball around, scoring touchdowns. Defensively, I, I agree with everything you said. But for me, this game is important for Dallas for a couple reasons, and one none greater than you make a statement early and you get your guys out of the game. Period. That's like a great point. you get your guys out of the game. You do not allow this to be a contest after halftime because that's where anytime you play a team who's who's kind of has nothing to play for. Yeah, I'm scared. Those are those are the most dangerous yeah, teams. Not, chance. not so much because they can beat you, but because injuries tend to happen. They're going to be playing a lot of guys who don't normally play. They're trying to remain in the National Football League. They're going to be going 110 miles an hour. Like, you don't want your starters, who you know you're going to be going into the postseason with, on the field with that. It's like it, this has a feeling of a, a preseason game when you got one team that's playing no one and you got another team that's playing some of their starters. And you never know how it's going to go because you got one team that's playing at a different pace and they're not as – it just looks different and feels different. Put them away early. Get this game over with. Get your guys out. Let me show you the Titans' defense during their five-game losing streak. The rushing defense, actually pretty good. Passing, not so good. So Dak should be able to air it out. But, Greg, what if, let's say Cowboys get the ball, four and out. And then Tennessee does a little something. Cowboys get the ball back, four and out again. Do people start to get nervous? Like, uh uh-oh, Nick Wright said we need to annihilate them. All of a sudden, we can't do anything. Does that sort of add an aspect to it that they start to feel pressure and all of a sudden the game plan falls apart? Well, they got to win the game because they, they still – Nick made a point about the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You apply pressure to the Eagles yeah. going to play – playing the New Orleans Saints this week and making sure that they get that game because if they wait, then now the Giants mm-hmm. can make it very difficult for the Eagles exactly and give the, right. give the Cowboys a chance. You don't play with this Tennessee Titans team. Like, I'm not concerned about them losing this game whatsoever. But to cover the spread, get your guys out. I think, I think Greg's point right. is a great point, which is you want your guys to be able to have to play as few snaps as possible because mm-hmm. he's also 100% correct. And you see this, by the way, across all sports. Guys that are fringe players, oh, man. They, they get – they almost – they play with more reckless abandon, they if do. you will. And that's how guys get ankles rolled into and how things like that. So I totally – and this is basically going to be the Titans JV team. What, Wilds? Well, when Mac Jones does it, he's a dirty player. Okay. But other guys are just trying their hardest. Okay, I see how it is. That's fine. Uh, I'm Greg a big favorite. Mac Jones. This he hates it. I'll so push you out of your seat. Give it a shot. I'm one of those fringe players. I'm, I, I play with reckless abandon. Uh Chiefs favored by 13 and a half. Oh. Interim coach Jerry Rossberg's Thanks, first Roman. game. That's right. Here is Russ. Obviously, you know, devastated by Coach Hackett because I think he's an amazing man, amazing teacher, amazing father, just watching him with his kids and what he's been on to do and how he's taught the game for us. Um, you know, this season has been uh, a season that we never thought was going to happen the way it did. The reality is, is that, you know, I, I wish I could have played better for him too, you know, as wish I could have played at the, at the standard and the level that I've played, you know, I've always played at and know, know how to play at. Okay. Now, a little peek behind the curtain, everybody. When this coaching change happened earlier in the week, yeah. you were a little bit nervous. Nervous is not the right word. Greg, was he not nervous? Yeah, you Nervous is not the right word. What I was... didn't like – the Broncos had quit. They, they – the Rams scored 51 on them, and the Broncos' defense, which had been good. Now, granted, they're up against the quite frisky Baker Mayfield, but they had quit. Yeah. And then they fired their coach, and at times that gives teams a temporary jolt of energy. And you said you wish they kept Hackett because yes. you didn't want to go up against Well, that is coach correct Jerry. because I would have rather played the Broncos that had quit and were done than a bit of a wild card Broncos. But does that make me nervous? Patrick Mahomes started his career by beating the Denver Broncos, and he has never stopped beating the Denver Broncos. He's 10-0 against them. The Chiefs haven't lost to the Broncos since Peyton get it. was They're the quarterback. They're not good. You guys are good. Well, then what's the, what, what's the well, question? Don't protest too much. No, I, Great. What if, Should we be a little bit nervous? Yeah, Nick, you, you, there's some nervousness. You spoke. You mentioned it. Yesterday or the day before, whatever day it was, you mentioned it. So you already put your cards out there. And the reason why is because of what you just said. Look, at, remember there, there was a team 
just this year, hired this guy who was You're doing right. what we're doing. Yeah. And every Saturday. Jeff Saturday in the Indianapolis Colts, and everybody's like, oh, he, he, he's not going to beat the Raiders. This is a joke. What'd they go out there and do? They beat the Raiders. They beat, how many games have they won? I, have, I can't believe that was that's his first the game. example you're using. That There's was the a first. better and example. And then you have Steve Wilkes right now uh-huh. who's Crushing. in Carolina yeah. who has his team, in my opinion, that's going to knock the Bucks' chances off. Right, you Woo! Know like, you and, know so, and, and then you have a guy in Russell Wilson who just stood up for the first time and said, I, I, I just haven't been good. I wish I could have played better. Well, you know who, all, who gets all the focus and attention now? Russell Wilson. Okay. Wow. You know when he played his best game, Wilds? Against the Chiefs a few weeks ago. Yeah, that's true. That is right. true. He had three touchdowns. Well, you know what? I'm, I am going to help your guy's point only because it's going to bring pain to Greg Jennings. Okay. The, another example of a terrible team that fired its coach playing a great team in a game that everyone thought was unlosable was when Greg Jennings had a chance for football immortality. They were what were you guys 13 and 0? Were you 14 and 0 against you, the sad sack Kansas City Chiefs? Why would you go who that fired far back? Todd Haley and at, right before the game and installed Romeo Cornell. And the Green Bay Packers came to Arrowhead and we kicked your ass even Whoa. though we only won two games all year. You guys were 15 so, and 1. Oh no, and your one <laughs> loss was to us. So yes, I'm well aware that bad teams sometimes <laughs> fire their coach and get a surge of adrenaline. I watched them take perfection away from Greg Jennings, pierce the invincibility of the Greg probably have two Super Bowl rings if it wasn't for that Romeo Cornell Chiefs team. It pierced their invincibility for the season. But that's not going to happen to this Chiefs team. I'm not worried about the Broncos. The Broncos can't beat the Chiefs. It is an impossibility. They have not beaten the Chiefs in seven years. Seven years, Wilds. It's not happening. I don't believe in the Broncos, but Greg says a little, there can be just a, little a little Just a little side note. Mm-hmm. I was watching that game from home. I oh. did not play in that game. Oh. If you played. And we lost. Wow. You would have won. Just saying. Should have sealed it up for your though. guys. They needed you. Yeah. You left them yeah. hanging, man. Really? They, they, yeah. I, well, I tore my MCL against There's the Raiders. No excuses. <laughs> I'd rather have Josh Allen or Joe Burrow. you got to be out there. Perfect season on the line. Sitting at home. Mac Jones got me. It's a battle for the AFC and who can challenge Mahomes as the best QB in the conference, even though Mahomes is 1-5 against them in the last two years. Hey, uh, let's look at the tail of the tape. Allen versus Burrow. 12-3, 11-4, total yards, ton of them. Pretty very similar. Uh, if you look at the 2022 calendar year, this is a Josh special. He did the calendar year. Include the playoff. Both great. Nick? Yeah. Who would you like more? I know your guy is Mahomes, but who would you like more? Joe Burrow's obviously the better player. Joe Burrow's been better than Josh Allen at every moment, at every football step. He's been better, and he's accomplished more. This is where I, this is nothing to do with Patrick Mahomes, and I'm glad it doesn't. The question is these two players. They were the same high school class. Do you think we're going to go with Patrick Mahomes free on this segment? Yeah. I dare you. Okay. Let's get to 45 with no Okay, Patrick no Mahomes. problem. Greg, they were the same high school class. Burrow was a three-star. Allen was a two-star. Oh, my God. We don't care it, about high school. I am trying to but tell a story of a football life. Gosh darn In it. college. Do you care about college football? Yes. Because yes. he went to Wyoming. Josh Allen went to Wyoming, mm-hmm. and the highest peak he got to was second-team Mountain West. Joe Burrow won, there was a trophy, oh, the Heisman, and a national championship was undefeated. As a rookie, Joe Burrow barely played and was injured and still was better than Josh Allen as a rookie. Josh Allen's rookie year was historically bad. As a second-year player, Josh Allen was okay. Joe Burrow made the Super Bowl. And as a third-year player, Josh Allen was an MVP candidate that fell short of it. And Joe Burrow this year is an MVP candidate that will fall short of it. Joe Burrow's better. He's more consistent, he's more accurate, he is more clutch, and he has accomplished more. Joe Burrow is, by any fair definition, the second best quarterback in football, second best to someone we will not name this segment. So the answer is Joe Burrow, Greg Jennings. So I I don't, even if it was Josh Allen, you're not going to ever say Josh Allen. That's just what you do. No, it. I'm a truth teller. It's what you do. <laughs> However, I, if I am playing wide receiver, oh, this is good. 
Uh-huh. Give me Joe Burrow. Yeah, of really? course. Yeah. Give me Joe Burrow. Yeah. Because as as a receiver, you want a guy and, and again, this is not a knock on Josh Allen. I, I would love to play with Josh Allen too. He does great. Obviously, sure. Stefan Diggs could attest to that. But Joe Burrow just has this it about him that he is cool under pressure. I showed you guys a clip yesterday. Where to win he, the game against the Chiefs. He he knew he was gonna take a hit. That's what you want at under center throwing the ball to you as a receiver. I I just gotta get open. And I know he's going to be accurate. I, if he's on his feet and he has time and he can follow through, that ball's coming to me and it's going to be on point. I love everything about Joe Burrow. I'm not trying. I don't like comparing these two because they're both they're so different styles of play uh, and players. But Joe Burrow, if I'm playing wide receiver, and I you, you look at Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and all those guys. And there's a reason why they're so successful. And can I can I add one other thing, sure. Wilds? Because we did those full screens, and we did something a little tricky with them. Because we did total yards. Because for Josh Allen, in order for him to stack up to the best quarterbacks in football, you have to include his rushing Well, it's modern-day football. We're not doing football but, from the 60s. No, no, no. But here's the thing. So, so here's the reason why I, I discount that to a degree. Because I do not think that part of his game is long-term sustainable. I, when I'm a value, I think the running parts of quarterbacks, it, with the Lamar as maybe the rare exception, Justin Fields, guys who running is the primary thing they do, it might not be long-term sustainable for them either, but that is what makes them them. I don't think Josh Allen is going to be able to be this bulldozing power back you know, 15 times a game late into his career or even midway through his career. The throwing stuff is what has to sustain you. And I think by any fair measure, Joe Burrow's the better passer. He's the better passer. And so I think that, that that's why Greg said as a wide receiver yes. that you'd rather have him. He is the better passer. Now, Josh can kill you with his legs. And when he runs, it is scary. But I don't look at that as having a long horizon. I look at it, at some point the Bills are going to tell him, you have to stop this. He's not going to. They should have said that a long time it's ago. It's what makes him special. But you look at Lamar Jackson, one of the reasons why wide receivers aren't running to go play with Lamar, it's not because they don't like that he doesn't pass. It's because he's a better runner than he is a passer. When you look at Joe Burrow, like his ability to stay on task and in the pocket, in his pocket presence, it just gives you more opportunity. Yes, the big splash plays are there because of Josh yeah. Allen and his off-script ability. Love it. But – to that point, if I'm a receiver, give me the guy that's going to be in the pocket and just dice him up yeah. every time. Or Shout do what Aaron, what Aaron used to do, which is – and there's a quarterback that plays in the Midwest who does this quite well right now, but I won't name him. That, that uh, which does is, count. That was the point. <laughs> what do you mean? I was talking about Russell Wilson. It is the Mountain West. Um, <laughs> which is have the ability to run, but only do it as a last resort yep. or pylon in sight, first down marker in sight. Not on a random second and eight, I'm going to run quarterback power. Yep. Like Aaron did that in his heyday great. That, that's something that to me is the best way to have the quarterbacks wrong. Okay, you did okay. Uh, where will Derek Carr <laughs> end up next? Uh, Craig Carton. Craig Carton, career yeah. on the show. Yes. In a blazer? Uh, we'll see. I'm not sure what he's wearing. We'll see. Welcome back to the show tomorrow, 4 o'clock. It's the hottest segment in all of sports television. It's upset alert. There again is a picture of me and a guy in a hat. Uh, moving on. It's Craig gotta Carton. Be, it's it, it, it's got to get hot again this week. It right is hot. I was right last yeah. week. Raiders pulling the plug on Derek Carr. So Derek left the team. So he wouldn't be a distraction. And the Raiders could lose their next two games in peace. <laughs> Carr may be on the market with many suitors, including Craig Carton's New York Jets. So here to discuss... The star of the Carton Show every morning right here on FS1. Thanks Great for coming on with us, man. I'm not the star of it. It's just got my name on it. We did a home. Yeah. I thought we were, you know, I came on your show like yeah. six weeks ago. I was told it was going to be a home at home. That's and, right. And I'm now you've too. never, yeah, you've never, you've never shown told, up here. I was told that you and everyone else said, yeah, we don't want him on our show. Okay, well, that's, well, we're so, going to have the, all of my people talk to your people. But you're a Jets fan. Yes. Do you want Carr? a long-suffering Jets fan. Can he play football? Yeah. Then I'd like him. Okay. Yes. I will take Derek Carr. I will take Tony Romo. I will take Jimmy Garoppolo. You give me a guy that can actually play the position, and I will take him. Yes, 100%. We will take Derek Carr like that. 
Can I, I push back a yeah. little bit? Please. Sure. What about all this Mike White? You, you don't know, hear that from me? The Mike White parade. Because I was the only guy defending <clears throat> Zach Wilson. We don't have to get – we can yeah. leave the Zach Wilson. But there was, seems to be some real enthusiasm for Mike White. The team seems to rally around Mike yeah. White. Do you think that Mike White could be the solution if you don't get I'm, I don't know. I mean, theoretically, he could be a solution. We haven't seen enough of him. I think, you know, people are in love with Mike White. It's like being, you know, like the tallest dwarf in the circus, right? Just because you're the tallest dwarf doesn't mean you're tall, right? Just compare yourself to the other people in your world. And he's not Zach Wilson. And that's the only reason we like him, because he's not Zach Wilson. Like Zach Let's be Wilson. fair. The Jet offense has looked better. It's looked has looked like a real offense. When Mike White plays. Right. And, you know, there's the old thing we have. Greg knows it better than all of us. The eye test. I know what I see. Mm-hmm. One guy can play. One guy looks like he might be able to play. Okay. And then Strebler. The, I, and and Strebler. By the way, great story, right? So no one ever heard of the kid. He was a gunner on the special team squad this past August. And is also a quarterback. Came in. And in the summer, in the you know, preseason, led the Jets on three come-from-behind victories. And that's how he got. What? Yeah. <laughs> and, that's my guy. And the, but this. So listen, I think Carr would be the best quarterback the Jets have had since the first year of Vinny Testaverde, since '98. So that year was special, obviously. AFC Championship right. game, Denver Broncos. Vinny, the next year, tore his Achilles, tears and Achilles, week one, the whole bit. But I think yeah. that, I think Carr. I don't think Carr is great. I think Carr is the definition of an average NFL quarterback. Sure. But if I happen to believe, Greg. That the Jets, you look around and it's like, okay, Quentin Williams is awesome. Yep. I think Sauce Gardner is already arguably the best corner in football, certainly en route to being that. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson is going to be a legitimate number one receiver. And Brees Hall, we'll see. What we saw from him was very good, but he hurt his knee, so we'll see how much that affects him. But Kai Becton is a high draft pick if he can ever get back on the field. He won't. They, they, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, he's had a lot of bad injuries. I understand that. But still, you have all these pieces – I don't think you need a star quarterback in order to compete in the AFC East with that roster. The AFC is really good now because of the Dolphins and the Bills, obviously. But, well, no, the Dolphins and Bills are real teams and Patriots are terrible. Uh, But I think that with Derek Carr, the Jets, it would be very surprising to me, Greg, if they didn't make the playoffs if they had Derek Carr. Yeah, it would be surprising if they didn't make the playoffs. But for me, I don't like it. I just don't like it because I don't know if Derek Carr is ready to live up to that type of pressure and expectation. He's a cautious quarterback. I love Derek Carr. I think he's a really good quarterback. I love him even more as a person, and I don't even personally know him. But with this market and the expectation that fans like Craig have, like it's not just a plug-and-play and then, oh, yep. Because the expectation, if Derek Carr gets here, will be playoffs, deep running the playoffs, and potential, can we win a Super Bowl? With how good that defense is. With how good that defense is. If you consider that the New York Jets are you know, possibly going to the playoffs this year, mm-hmm. unlikely, but possibly mm-hmm. at least in the conversation for it, and that's with incompetent quarterback play. Exactly right. If you give me an average to above average legitimate NFL veteran or quarterback, that's all I need, and I'm at least in the tournament. I mean, Salah's trying to build in New York what he was a part of in San Francisco. Great right. defense, weapons on offense, a quarterback that doesn't mess it up. Exactly right. Would, go ahead. No, so I want to show you this um, stat panel. Yeah. Uh, quarterback comparison since 2014, yeah. Craig. Uh, yeah. But that's what I don't understand, Greg, because it's not like you would think, oh, I'm getting some superstar. You're getting Derek Carr. So shouldn't your expectations be, ah, I'm getting Derek Carr pretty good, but it's not a Super Bowl quarterback. I mean, I can make the argument there's a lot of guys that have gone to Super Bowls and won Super Bowls who you would have said prior to that, they're not Super Bowl quarterbacks. This is a team with a top five elite defense, although they don't get as many turnovers as you think, Mm -hmm. and they've got legitimate weapons at wide receiver. Brees Hall, who knows? If he comes back after a torn ACL, the weakness of the Jets is the right side of their offensive line. They can't block anybody. But I still think you give me any one of the guys I'm sure we'll mention a lot over the next six months. And I'm not saying the Jets are winning a Super Bowl. Mm. God, wouldn't that be nice? But I'm telling you, they're a playoff team, and there's playoff caliber talent there. And when you waste that, fans like us, commentators like us, get ticked off. And I I think the fact that with two weeks left in the season, the Jets, they – they don't control their own destiny because Miami's ahead of them. But the Jets, if Miami were to lose this week and the Jets win, then they do control. Then Miami versus the Jets is a playoff game. That the Jets are in this position with 
bottom five quarterbacking throughout the season is, a, to me, a testament to the talent on the roster. And it's not talent on the roster a la when the Jags went on a run with Bortles when it was free agent, high-priced, older players. Right. It's younger yeah. guys who we all expect to be getting better. So I think with – you know I'm not a Jimmy G guy. I think with Jimmy G they'd be a playoff team. I think with Derek Carr they'd be a playoff team. I think if they wanted to shoot the moon and see if they could make a godfather offer for Lamar Jackson, like they would be a Super Bowl-caliber team. I, re- I think the roster's great, and I think Salah, if he can get the clock management stuff down, he's a good motivational coach. I, I-, I like what they're doing. I like that. Uh, and two Adam. easy games against the Patriots. Okay, here. no. So, so that's nice. Would you stop? That was not a Patriot slander. Sorry. Oh, you're a Patriot, Patriot fan. I just oh, picked yeah. up on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Kansas City, yeah. New England, yeah. and I'm a man yeah, over there. We're 15 and As the wind the blows, <laughs> so does the fandom. Oh, you are a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Lions fan. Look at Greg. Most Greg, Greg gets mad. Hey, let's move on to Devontae please, Adams. Please, move yeah. on. Move on. You yeah, like Kirk Cousins. That's not Greg's You like Kirk Cousins. He's your MVP. Hey, Devontae Adams. Took questions yesterday while wearing a Fresno State gear, mind you, about his friend, college teammate, and neighbor, Derek Carr. Take a listen. Obviously, I don't think anybody was excited about it in here. Um, you know, him being one of, one of my really good friends, and, you know, the reason why I came here in the first place. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now if he wasn't, uh, you know, if he wasn't here. Your reaction, Greg? Uh, they're going to have a problem. Yeah. Period. Like he's the he just said it out of his own mouth. He the reason why he was even there is because of Derek Carr. You extended Derek Carr. You gave me my deal. We were gonna possibly retire together. Like that. That was his expectation. Now no Derek Carr. You have to come to Devontae Adams or bring him to you and and involve him in what you're gonna do next. And what I believe. And I've said this about Tom Brady. You got to go after Tom Brady. But there's another twelve. That I think that they possibly can go after. Here we go. Here we go. Like Start this. the circus. Oh. Aaron Rodgers is going to Las Vegas. Oh. Aaron okay. Rodgers. Okay. I love like, it. I love that's it. That's interesting. It absolutely. Now I'm not a resident GM, so you would have to make it make sense. But for me, you have the rapport. You have the chemistry. You got the weapons. Like I don't know what that looks they like. They could make it work. They could because make it work. Because Carr's money goes away essentially Correct. entirely, and the Packers have to eat some dead money. But cutting Rodgers is not it. No. But no. trading him is possible because the guaranteed money just transfers over to the Raiders. They would have to eat some of it if they want to move on with Jordan Love. Now, that's interesting. I didn't see that. Let me say this first before I go to you, Craig. First of all, as much as it pains me to say, Kevin Wilds was on to something yesterday when the Derek Carr news happened. He was like, Devontae's going to be angry. He made a big deal of it. He was like, they moved in next to each other. And Greg and I were both like, yeah, he'll be fine. Then Devontae <laughs> talked about it. And Devontae's like, I'm really upset about this. So good job, Kevin Wilds. Well done, my friend. Okay, there you go. Uh, I, Devontae, I understand the emotion part of it. I think it's, I think he got bad agent advice or advice in his life if he was under the impression that Derek Carr was untouchable. It's like, I'm going to the Raiders, and they're never going to do anything with Derek Carr. Everybody knew that Josh Mc, once Josh McDaniels got hired, that Carr was going to be on a probationary basis. So him being blindsided by this, I think, is a little odd because none of us – we were talking about the Raiders moving on from Derek Carr for the last month. So I don't think he should be blindsided. As far as Rodgers, yeah. that, that, that would solve some things for them. If, as far I mean, as you his, can make it work cap-wise, you know, why wouldn't you want him, right? I still don't think they win a Super Bowl with what they've got there right now. And I, I'm not going to claim to know their draft status because sure. I'm not into it until after the season – but listen, I don't know how, I don't know, alluring Vegas is to guys like that. You know, the Jets got Brett Favre years ago. He was 8-3 and until he messed up his shoulder. Yeah. Who knows where that would have gone. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a four or five legitimate veteran quarterbacks, and there's going to be twice that many openings for those guys to go to. So take Brady, take Rodgers, to a lesser extent, take Derek Carr, Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, of yep. course. Those guys are going to kind of have their pick of the litter. It's going to be like the Bachelor. Where teams are going to have to put a rose on their door to let them know that they want them. And I think whether it's San Francisco, not knowing what they do this year, Mm -hmm. because they could win the Super Bowl this year, Miami, the Raiders, the Jets, there are teams that talent-wise are missing that one guy from being what they think, at least, is a Super Bowl contender. And I think it's four or five guys, and where they go, the power structure of the two conferences goes with them. And if I was one of those guys, I'd do my damnedest 
to stay in the NFC. Correct. Because the road to, to a that. Super Bowl is yeah. much more difficult to go through Burrow, Allen, Mahomes, obviously. Yeah. Now Herbert in is in the playoffs. Yep. I would rather be an <laughs> NFC guy than an 100%. AFC guy. Can I throw out another theory? Yeah. Craig, you like this one? I don't yeah, know. Where you're, I don't have the jet. My shirt matches your tie. I know. I, we, we timed nice. it up like that. Uh, maybe if you get Derek Carr, it's a little Devonte Adams comes with him. Yeah, I don't it, think Devonte Adams is tradable, but you'll have to see how that works out financially. Nice. That's a little a bit of trade. like, bit, a little bit of like when Brady went down. It's like you know what? You're going to get Gronk and AB. Yeah, as but well. I don't need Devonte Adams. Exactly. Yeah, I've away. got legitimate wide receivers you on do. my roster. Yeah. Can't say the Young. same for Devonte Adams. Patriots. I don't need everybody. I'm sure you guys can make Devontae Adams the best wide receiver in the league work. Yeah, but you I don't, don't want him. him. I'm not greedy. Oh my gosh. I'm, not like, I'm not selfish. I'm not greedy. I'm tired. <laughs> Can't be greedy. That's about it. That's why Patriots are 15 and 0. That's the Jets. Just take Devontae Adams. I don't want Devontae Adams. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Should the I, Eagles shut Jalen Hurts down? I don't know. Hurt. Might Thank as well. You, take Devontae. He's amazing. Saints at Eagles Sunday on Fox. We're not expecting Jalen Hurts to play. But look at what, what just came on the internet. Why, that's Jalen Hurts. Maybe he is recovering like the Terminator. Like uh, Sirianni said yesterday. Take a listen. We'll see. We'll continue to see how, how he progresses uh, throughout the week. Um, you know, do, does he have a chance? Of course he does because his body heals. His body just knows how to heal. He's, he's a freak. If you and him went up and you guys shot baskets together, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and you guys raced against each other, he'd whoop you. If you guys went out and, uh, let's see, tried to throw the football so he was to throw it more accurate or further, he'd whoop you. And so his body heals faster than yours. I mean, yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever That is so dumb. If you tried to throw a football, like, like what? You know, so I'm 50 oh, years old in the got. Harrisburg Register. Right. What are you talking about? Hey, you know our 23-year-old MVP candidate pro athlete? He could beat you in horse, Mr. Thompson from the, from the oh. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You don't really? say. Okay, all right, thanks. Now... To the sorry, I just I, I Sirianni really reps hard for his team and his I know, city. And I respect him, but some of it is just stupid. Uh, I think it's really important he plays for the playoffs. And I just the, everybody thinks uh, Nick is hating on the Eagles. Just very very quick recent NFL history lesson that a great regular season guarantees you nothing. 2019, New Orleans Saints 13 and three, barely missed out on a bye. First playoff game, they lose to Kirk Cousins in overtime. Same year, Baltimore's 14-2. The second-year superstar MVP quarterback. They don't miss out on a bye, they get one. And they lose the first playoff game. That's 2019. 2020, Steelers start 11-0. Remember them? They lost the first playoff game. Last year, Arizona was the last undefeated team. They started 10-2. They were one and done. The one seed in the NFC, Green Bay, they were one and done. The one seed in the AFC, Tennessee, they were one and done. It's a lot of recent history to show you that a great regular season is great, but guarantees you precisely nothing if you're not playing your best ball at the end of the season or if you're super banged up at the end of the season. And the Lane Johnson injury worries me. And, Greg, what I want to see is this. If Jalen can play, can he still play the style he's been playing? There you go. Like the the, 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 the reason go. I've made this point for, and, and I'll do it very quickly here. The Eagles hacked third and one and fourth and one by changing the sport of it, by turning it from football into rugby, and that I, I support it. It's smart what they've done. I wouldn't recommend it. But what it means is the reason it's unstoppable is because. You have Jalen Hurts in the middle of 21 people all pushing him from different directions. Can you do that when he's coming off the shoulder injury? Can the quarterback-driven runs be a huge part of your offense when he's coming off the shoulder injury? And if you can't, don't you need to see what offense you're going to be able to run with the you know, injured or slightly banged up Jalen Hurts. So I think he has to play before the playoffs. See, I, I think I think all of the reasons that you just mentioned is why you don't play him before the playoffs. Oh, because wow. you give him more rest if you are afforded that opportunity. You, you, you worked all year to be the number one seed, to have this bye. It is, it is not a bad thing until you make it a bad thing or you lose when you get the opportunity to win in the first round. However, when you look at Jalen Hurts, all of what you just said, his style of play, 
he's going to need his shoulder. Like, not just throwing the football, but when he runs, he's not a guy who runs and just runs out of bounds. He lowers his shoulder. He's their bruising running back. He's not their, their – he's literally like A.J. Dillon is for the Packers and Aaron Jones is the other guy. Like, that is who Jalen Hurts is with this running style of offense. So I wouldn't put him out there prematurely, even if, he's, even if he says he's healthy. You've worked to this point to get the bye. Get your guy some rest. If he's 100% healthy – you put him out there, and you run every play that you've been running. If he is not, you do not put him back out there until you have to, and you just run that chance of being rusty or whatnot, but you run the ball anyway, and you lean into that. Oh, it's going to be great. We are nearing rest versus rust season. Oh, <laughs> it's the fodder of all sports media. Rest, rust. Ooh, you never quite know. I just want to make this point, though. Go. If he does not play until the playoffs – and let's assume they beat the Saints and they get the bye. Would be rusty. He will have last played, well, hold on, on the 18th of December yeah. and next play on the 15th of January. That's a long well, time. What, we, what are you a, saying? What I'm saying is that's a long time. No, no, but what do you, what not, do you, mean, what do you not, think would be the I'm not falling down your rest versus rust well, trap. Oh, it would be rusty. What I'm saying is <laughs> I would want Ooh, I I, it. If I'm Philly – I don't want to go limping into the playoffs. No. I don't want I, I just don't. And so I I think they're in a I think Greg, I think Philly is in a very precarious spot. For a team that's thirteen and two and has the best record in football, mm-hmm. I think they are they run a real risk of having peaked a little early yeah. and having the injuries catch up to them at the wrong time. Yeah. And maybe, there you go, be a little rusty. <laughs> on their but, oh. this, but this is in, in their situation because they do have the injuries. You are in the perfect situation and scenario to get the number one seed, to give your guys rest. Well, but what about Russ? <laughs> okay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> talk about Doug Peterson. It's going to keep coming. Don't even talk to Doug Peterson about resting guys. Even though Jacksonville's game next week will decide their season, and this game against the Frisky Texans is basically meaningless, Peterson doesn't want to hear it. It's never a meaningless game. Never, ever, ever, ever. Um, you play. You play to win every game, um, and and um, you know the only way I rest players is if they're hurt and, and can't go. Yeah, yeah, I the I don't agree with that sentiment for all teams. I 100% agree with it for this team. The Jaguars are rolling. They have the prince that was promised playing the best football he's played since he was at Clemson. They have real. If it, such a thing exists, week-to-week momentum, and all of a sudden throttling down before the biggest games of this team's careers, as one to get in the playoffs, and then the very next week in the playoffs. Like, week 18 is a playoff game, and then if they win it, it's literally a playoff game. I... I understand they're banged up, and they lost Cam Robinson, and lost Dwayne Smoot, and you don't want to suffer any more injuries. I get that. I would roll the injury dice in order to try to keep this thing rolling headed into the Titans game and then headed in that playoff game probably against the Chargers. Yeah, with this team, you're a young team, and you mentioned all the reasons why they should keep it rolling there on a three-game win streak. But Doug Peterson saying that, I never do that, he did it when he was with the Eagles, when he pulled Jalen Hurts when oh, yeah. he was a rookie. Oh, yeah. And everyone right. in New York, every, every Giants fan yeah. out there remembers that. Like, what's going on? like, he was not hurt. He just pulled them. So it, there, there are situations where it makes sense. This is not one of them for them. As a uh, player, excellent former player. Thank you. Um, is there a point where, like, this game is not meaningless? We got to go out and give it our all. Is there a part in your back of your mind like, yeah, but, you know, it is kind of meaningless. We got to beat Titans next week. That's the one that really That's matters. what you're fighting against. That's legitimately what you're fighting against in that locker room right now because everybody in that locker room knows how meaningless that game is. But if your quarterback goes out there, you can't take that approach. Like if you if you are sending Trevor Lawrence out there, then everybody's got everybody has to be dialed in. Oh, the Prince. Right. Yeah, of course, but not just because he's the prince. That's the truth for any team. <laughs> yes. It is, and it's one of the reasons some teams don't like to sit the quarterback mm-hmm. in week 18 because it sends the signal to the rest of the team, this game doesn't matter. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, listen, I think the, the Jags are also, it should be noted, are playing a Texans team that really needs to lose. 
The Texans, because they won this past week, if they win, they, they wouldn't so be the bad. number one pick anymore. They would. The, the frisky Texans are not going to lose. They're going to beat the Jets? Well, I'm just saying they're not going to try to lose. You're not no, gonna they're t- not. This, no. this was I don't the- know. It would be bad for them. You can't be this bad for so many years and have an opportunity to draft Bryce Texans Young are really bad. You know who's never beaten them? 0-3 in their career? Prince was promised. So it's okay. a revenge game. Okay. Imagine having that a revenge true. game against the Texans. Okay. I mean, <laughs> that's a serious thing. Coming up next, we talk about the dirtiest player in the league. Yes, oh, you do. dirty dog, you. Know you. I know He's the dirtiest player. about Trevor, but it really made me mad for a moment. <laughs> Oh, welcome back to a big Thursday show. This is going to be a great segment here. The Dolphins head into Foxborough to face America's team and the dirtiest player in the entire league. Oh, I'm surprised the league is even allowing him to suit up. So am I. Oh, my gosh. Nick, which QB do you trust more in this game? Two is out, so it's Teddy Bridgewater or the NFL's Freddy (laughs) Krueger, Matt Jones. It's obviously Teddy. I, I, I looked at Max numbers today, and I, I study the numbers probably more than I should. And even I was shocked. Pre-injury. At how, no, for the season. Okay, oh. let's just get right to it. Better. Can we show you Max numbers this year? Look, oh, guys. You know what? <laughs> guys, okay. that's not the full screen. <laughs> That's not the full screen. It got him. How are you gonna He was leaning in to see the numbers. All right, now show the numbers. Now we can show the actual numbers. All right. That's Mac versus Baker. I like Baker. Mac has fewer touchdown passes and more obviously blatantly dirty plays, as you see in the bottom column. It's three nothing. But how does Mac, Greg, have fewer touchdown passes this year than Baker? Those passing yards. Who's on his second team? And has played half as many games. Yeah. How is Mac at nine touchdown passes? Baker's surging. So yeah, yeah, Baker is surging. Quarterbacks. And Teddy, on the other hand, Greg, if Teddy Bridgewater is your quarterback to start the season, you're looking for your next quarterback. I understand that. But Teddy's fine. And I think Teddy right now is more equipped to have a great game than Mac Jones, who hasn't had a great game since in, uh, early last year. Huh? He hasn't had a great game since early in his rookie season. He's out there throwing darts last okay, year. Okay, yeah. So I would I, I think it's Teddy Bridgewater. I trust him more, Greg. Yeah, I trust Teddy Bridgewater more too. He's more accurate. Uh he has more experience. Uh he's played in the postseason again. We saw him a few years ago fill in for Drew Brees with New Orleans and they didn't skip a beat. And why was that? Because Sean Payton had established an offense around what Teddy does, does well. He hasn't been afforded that opportunity yet. And now he finally will against your beloved Patriots. Mm. And so going into this game, Teddy Bridgewater will have finally been able to have a playbook and a scheme that fits and suits him. And a week of practice. And a week of practice. Giving him all the talent. Like, they have better weapons. Than the Patriots. That's true. Mm-hmm. Uh, better play caller. No than, question about it. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Scheme. I'll give you that one. Yeah. You're, you're two oh, thank you. right now. You're 2-0. Thank you. Keep going. And they, and they have the better quarterback. Well, let's see about that. Yeah, you have to let see. I'm telling you they do. Like, if Teddy Bridgewater was re- available and Mac Jones was available, you would take Teddy Bridgewater. I would not. That's yes. incorrect. So you went to, uh, uh, one stop for three. There, three <laughs> for one there. Uh, here's what I am excited for. History is on our side. Obviously, I trust Mac Jones. Can I show you the full screen? Mac Please. after back-to-back losses. Oh, my gosh. Is that a perfect record? 3-0? and It seems like Bill Belichick doesn't like to lose too much three, in, three games in a row. And he goes out there and cooks. Here's the other reason. I thought it was going to be frigid in Foxborough. It's actually going to be a nice 55. I might break out my polo shirts to watch the game, Nick. And finally, mm-hmm. our defense, Greg, which Teddy Bridgewater has to throw against, far better than Miami's passing defense, which is giving up the fifth most yards, 245. So I expect Mac Jones, who played great in the second half, once Matt Patricia let him throw the ball a little bit, was on pace for 400 yards if the game went into a full half of overtime. <laughs> yeah. So, Expecting no, he played well in cooking. the second half, and they and the, after Burrow threw the pick six, the Patriots had some juice. That is actually an interesting full screen 
the fact that the Patriots are scoring 34 a game after back-to-back losses in three instances. That is noteworthy over the last couple years. And I give Belichick and crew credit for that because 34 a game with only four passing touchdowns total and 230 passing yards doesn't even seem like it should be possible, but it's, it, but it's what uh, they're doing. Complimentary football. No, yeah, that's what oh, I'm saying, oh. and probably some defensive scores. I'm not – no, I'm giving you – I'm trying to give you credit here, buddy. <laughs> but not uh, Mac Jones credit. The, no, but the – the point that I, I want, I made this point a couple days ago. I just want to reiterate to the audience that Teddy has not had a real shot in Miami yet this year. Teddy's first game, he came in mid game when Tua got hurt. Mm-hmm. His second game, which was the one time he had the full week of practice, he was named the starter, he, he got, got hurt on the opening drive. His third game, he was in concussion protocol all week. So he, it's not only that he didn't get mm-hmm. the starter reps, he got no practice reps. He was the backup quarterback. Then Skylar Thompson got hurt. Teddy had to come in and he threw for 300 yards. So I do think that element of it for the Dolphins, they have real reason for optimism, not just for this game, that if they win this week and the Jets lose this week, they're locked into the playoffs, but that they could actually be somewhat dangerous if they get into the playoffs with Teddy playing. The, I, I do want to ask you one question. I'm not trying to throw your guy Mac Jones under the bus. If Mac's terrible against the Dolphins and they're eliminated, because you mentioned the Dolphins don't have a great pass defense, if he's bad against the Dolphins, and then we know you guys have had very poor luck, we'll call it, against the Bills the last few years, uh-huh. and you end the year limping to the finish line losers of four consecutive games, will that be enough for you, America's only you know, Mac Jones fan left, to consider that this offseason you guys need to be in the quarterback market? No. We would do a reverse Raiders. What's Raiders that? blaming everything on the quarterback and nothing on the Coach, I would flip it around. Why don't you switch up the coaches? We've got a franchise quarterback. Okay. Look, All right. That's how Good news. A franchise quarterback? Yeah, look at the media guide. <laughs> Faces right on it. What are you talking about? Hey, there he is, him and Judon. Hello. Franchise guys. Playing great. Uh, Magic Pistons. They're calling it the Malice at the Little Caesars. No, they're not. No one's calling it that. Five hot minutes left in this show. Thanks for staying with us. And if you missed the show, be sure to subscribe to the First Things First podcast. If you subscribe today, I'm giving you 40% off the What's Right podcast. Thanks. From Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. But as I said before, you should really lean on the big two. You don't know what you're downloading with the what? When's the Wild, Weird, and Wonderful podcast oh. coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had a problem with search engine optimization. And it's expected. <laughs> mm. <laughs> NBA Pedals time. Nets, Hawks. Great that SEO good, joke. Uh, Kyrie, 28 points for the red hot Nets, who win their 10th in a row. Yeah. Uh, not good enough for Nick Wright, though. It wasn't. How many rebounds did he have? Come on. Uh, no, great job, Kyrie, actually. It's good. Listen, man, we got 24 home games left on that season ticket package. They are hot right Ooh, now. And I'll keep saying them. that until Brew comes back, in which case I won't talk about them anymore. Bronze <laughs> medal, Alec Burks. What? 32 points mm. on 10 of 11 shooting for Alec Burks. That is actually not the big story from that game. We'll get to that in a moment. Silver medal, DeMar DeRozan. 42, 10 and 5 for a much needed win for the Bulls. And the Bucks gotta get it together. Uh, for a team that's supposed to win the title, I understand Middleton's been out. You need to tighten it up a bit. And then of course the gold medal. Zion Williams. Let's go. The final 14 points of the game, a career high 43 points, continuously just booming on Rudy Gobert and leading the Pelicans back atop the Western Conference standings. There's the medal stand from last night. Well, here's the medal stand from last night in the association. Cool. That's like a nice it. action shot. Yeah, I was going to say, Alex Burton's great. I like that. Good, Good job. Welcome to the medal stand. Uh, ugly scene in that game, though. Yeah. Uh, Mo Wagner pushes Killian Hayes, who later comes up to Mo Wagner and hits him in the back of the head. Now, it looks like Mo Wagner is asleep there on the bench. I'm not a doctor, but it didn't look good. Uh, three players ejected. Nick, what are you expecting from the league here? Uh, listen, I, I think Killian Hayes is going to get a far harsher suspension than you would normally get for that action because of the result of it. And I listen, I'm not trying to be preachy or anything, but this is a good lesson for like anybody out there that 
it's not always what you do. Sometimes it is the bad luck of the result of what you do that mm. de- that is your punishment is determined on that. That's in a lot of walks of life or a lot of things that are, you know, minor acts a lot of people do, but yours, you just rolled the dice wrong. I mean, I think at least six games, really? maybe more. Yeah, yeah maybe more. because, because and, and Greg, you made the point. It did look like Wagner was like already a little woozy from like the initial shove it's weird. The, I, I'm no doctor, and we're obviously watching this from afar. It's an odd scene, but because he ends up being out cold and people are going to say it was because Killian hit him, and it probably was, I think it's going to be a s- substantial suspension. Man, I, I, I just, if you think about how it all transpired, like how it happened, Mo Wagner, he, he initiated it yep. on the Pistons bench. Like, you see him almost look like he's out right there. Yeah. And then he gets it. So optics yep. play a, ro- a huge role in this. And right there, he looks like he's he, out. He looks like he's gone. And so, I mean, yeah. you got a player retaliating from a push. Like, you can't hit him. I'm not condoning yeah. what Killian Hayes did and hitting him in the back of the head. But I, I just – six games? I think – Wilds, do you think it's going to be more than that? I could see it being more. I, I, I see, like, three kind of headwinds that they're – dealing with one is that you're dealing with a concussion yeah. most likely so you have that two it's in detroit i i think that plays a, a part in it it's like ah oh, there are people calling it the malice and the little caesar's right. going around and even when you listen to this like the announcer like stay in your seats so there's that specter over the whole thing and finally this is another cheap shot retaliation when the person who initiated it got the worst of it when Markeith pushed Joker, Joker retaliated, and Markeith was out for months, half a year yeah, almost. Yeah, get whiplash. I, I think the league is going to try to tighten up and send a message like, you know what, stop the initial cheap shots because it's having these weird consequences that aren't good. Yeah, and listen, I'm the, I, I don't think Killian Hayes was trying to hurt no, the guy no. like that. I don't think he was, but I think he's going to be punished as if he were.